Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Luton make it six wins from seven in the championship. And last week, we're sitting here saying how bad a home form is, but two home wins in a week, two one nils. We will take them all day long. Today, we discuss the game in more detail. Plus, we'll have a little chat about Pelly, Ruddick and Pansy. This guy's been with us now for over nine years. He's scored every single season he's been with us. But Tara, we had this conversation a couple of... Well, probably like a couple of years ago. If it, is he a legend? Is he finally a Luton legend? That's the question you're going to be asking today. Uh, Tyro is with me. Hello. Dave's with me. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, evening. Evening. Um, Good evening. It is it's nice well. to beat Stoke at home, isn't it? Because we don't <laughs> normally beat Stoke at home. I think I read online we hadn't beaten Stoke at home in 25 odd years? 23. Jeez, 23, is it? Bad. 2000? Uh, yep. That is 20, 23 minus 23, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well done on the maths. Thanks. Uh, it's good though, isn't it? Just nice to beat Stoke and especially Delightful. after that game away at their place last well, last year, it's nice to get Well, to get when we was away at their place, I, I threw my toys out of the pram because I thought we were terrible. Then we get back and everybody's saying we did a good performance and I, I realise now that that 10-minute spell where we conceded two goals mm-hmm. at their place, that was, that was a downfall for us. But the rest of the game, we, we, we did okay. So this time, yeah, I thought we did all right. I thought I thought we played a good game. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it weren't the best of games, but it was a solid performance. It was a really solid performance and, you know, a, a, a good win, uh, a ground-out win. Um, but again, you know, I didn't really see too much that bothered me when we were watching Stoke, you know, when they were going forward, no. I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, they're going to score every time they go forward. Um, and obviously, according to the manager, the Hill helped us. <laughs> and uh, The Hill? I've not heard this. I've not. Oh, this is gold. Yeah, go on. Yeah, this he, is great. Uh, he said he, they, that they uh, had struggled playing up the hill at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, it was uphill and the pitch was too small, apparently. Yeah, too small and yeah. uphill, you know, oh, well, as if you didn't know. Great words from the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Who's their manager? Simon Grayson? Neil, Alex Neil, of course it Alex is. Alex Neil, yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Neil. Yeah, I think. I Interesting. Think, I genuinely think Luton got what they deserved. They they started well, and you know we we did the right job. And these are the sort of wins you need to ground out that we haven't been doing at the beginning of the season at home. All I would say it's not our fault. We're, we're clinical. That's what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. it was a clinical performance, wasn't it? It was like it wasn't like a oh we've had one chance the whole game like a smash and grab kind of thing. We've been dominant. It wasn't like that at all. It was just. I don't know, from Stoke's point of view, they just set up very, what's the word? Just Negative. Yeah, they, they didn't really offer anything, did they? I don't recall really them scaring, well, scaring our back four at all. Back three, should I say. But, no, uh, there was a minute when, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, when uh, you know they had a shout for a pen and then they scored, mm. which was disallowed. I um, forgot about that, actually, yeah. But apart from that, I don't think they offered much at all. And I think we did what we needed to do. And... Uh, Thank goodness. And you can clearly see why they're down there. Thank moment. goodness. It's just brilliant. 
Loved Some it. three word reviews then of Luton one Stoke Neil. Mike says solid home win. Dave, six point week. Ad says bogey curse gone. Tony says never in doubt. Jill, no bad performances. Um Matt says grinding out results. Harry says only scores bangers in relation to Pelly Rodok and Panzu, and that's what um Tom and many others said. Pelly Rodok and Panzu is their three word review. Mm. Well, well, only only scores bangers. I mean, I did see that a few times the other day. I don't think it was an absolute banger. I mean, for Pelly to score outside the area, we usually expect to go top corner and probably break the net or whatever. But he uh, knew where he's yeah. putting that. He knew where he's. It, that was a good. He side footed it almost, didn't he? And it was. It I, was, about, was I was about to put a stir in it there and go. Hey, miss it. That's what happened. He <laughs> scuffed it. It bobbled along the floor. Watch it. <laughs> no, nah, it was. They no. say he picked his spot. He well, I like to think he did, and he yeah, good finish from outside the area. And what a great start to the game. What a great start. Um, yeah, never in doubt. Never in doubt. It was a great game, and these are the sort of games you need to grind the points out against because they're only going to get harder from now on in, aren't they? You know, Burnley. Mm-hmm. Six-point week, though, and that's... Oh, oh that's yeah, well, six-point week. If you think oh. about that, though, uh, against Cardiff, um, we ground that result. Yeah, and considering we're Cardiff are on the league table as well and the fact that we did miss the penalty mm-hmm. and yeah. it's ticking anything and it's just going to be another draw at home, but now we, you know, we came strong, we found a way which I think is the most important thing is just finding a way to win. And we, we've done that in the last two games. Yes. Yeah, and if we can continue doing that, then we'll be in a good position come two, three months time. Well, let's just hope that we, uh, now we've started winning at home a bit more. Let's hope we've uh, not turned it around and start losing the way because we've got a few away games coming up, haven't we? So. Well, Saturday's a tough away day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Coventry have uh, been quite strong since, well, since their start of the season where they, they were losing quite a lot. And obviously, Giorgio's up front is a real talent. He's a threat, and mm-hmm. I think he's linked with like Everton for like fifteen, twenty mil and he's in the window. So now he's a good player. He's, should be a good game. But back under Stoke, Campbell coming for Woodrow. One change midweek from Cardiff. Um, I, I was quite impressed with um, the team against Cardiff. So I, I kind of feel like bringing Campbell in. You just shore that midfield up a bit. It's it's not a bad a bad little change to make. No, but. I mean, any change I feel like at the moment we're making for the team is never a bad change. I feel like yeah. whoever comes in always does a good job. And like, like say, like Woodrow, I think on Tuesday night, he, a lot. Of, well, some people say he didn't do a lot, but he finds, like I keep saying, he finds these clever little pockets as well. And he's passing, and he's always, he always finds a pass, doesn't he? And obviously with Campbell coming back in, I think we miss Campbell anyway when he's not in our midfield. So it's always, always good to see him, but obviously he needed a rest, didn't he? Yeah, he's a dime only. Yeah. He runs so much, so it's good to see Campbell back in the team. Um, and again, I think he had a good game. Yeah, like just Alan Campbell standard, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. I mean, sometimes you might not notice him, but he's he's breaking up play. He's he's everywhere, isn't he? Next minute he's in number ten position. Next minute he's you know number four. That's ah, quality. And the kind of players you want, like say, brought in the Campbell now to probably you know that similar sort of style. What have you done there? No, sorry, I was coughing, so I just oh, turned right, down my okay. mic for a sec. <laughs> sorry. It's not funny, mate. No, I've, I've not been well in the last few days, so... Oh, uh, yeah. baby. Um. You're right. <laughs> um, the goal, we kind of touched on it. It was a, it was a brilliant strike from Pelly. Um, Adebayo's done well. He looks like he's fouled the referee. I don't know if the referee's played advantage there, but... Um, but you thought he was fouled? Adebayo, I did think he was fouled but a little bit, yeah. He was kind of pushed to the floor. But... Either way. I thought it was just a little... Yeah, I don't know. I can't well, I don't know thing. either. I wasn't <laughs> I even remember. at the game. I'm just going off what I saw on the telly. So, um, yeah, Pelly, lovely finish into the bottom corner. And I think that goal means he's scored in every single season he's been with us. Nine wow. years. 
Yeah, which yeah. is it's a dream go- some a dr- achievement, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's some a achievement. brilliant achievement. But it, it was a dream goal and a dream start for us because you know the longer you go at nil nil against that sort of team, you know the harder we yeah. find the harder we find to break down. So to do that, that means they have to come at you, doesn't it? And uh, I think we came well, but I thought the strike was really good. Whether you think he scuffed it or not, <laughs> no, I'm already thought, messing. That I, I don't know if he scuffed it. Not. Only he knows that. But no, like I say, it was a very good finish. He placed it, and it was it was it was placed perfection. Like I said, on the thing on Sky Sports on Twitter yeah. or whatever, yeah, placed absolutely. perfection, and it was. So, like you say, was it nine? You say how many years in a row? Was it nine years? You say? Yeah, I think so. He scored. For, oh wow, that is crazy. What a man! I know normally we do stats after this, but I've just read this stat now. Producer Jacobs put on the running order today. He says, no side has scored more in the first 15 minutes than Luton this season. And that's from the ITV highlight show. Really? Oh, wow. wow. What's, probably, what's the other stat that goes with it? Not many teams... Sco- uh, conceded as many in the last yeah, 15. Yeah. yeah, probably that. Or but, scored the most in the first 15 minutes and then... But that's the thing, right? The if, 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 we, if we're that stat that we've scored the most in the first 15 minutes, then you've got to ask yourself, why haven't we managed to convert more of those into three points at home? Because we haven't. Um, but I think the form's picked up. I think it's got well. It's all changed now, yeah. Dave. It's all and changing. Some of the new players are amazing, just to let you know. Yeah. They're brilliant. Producer Jacob says here, it could have been two on 11 minutes when Doughty delivered a cross, but Locke's volley was blocked by Lewis Bacon. He also said we should have had a penalty for a foul by Tyson on Clark, but it wasn't spotted by the yes. refs. Talk yes. me through this. Yes, Dave, you said straight away. I, I said a game. total yeah. pen for me. Uh, it, it looked like was, he was going to be in a, a wrestling ring, really. He had his arms around... Whoever whoever had his arms around him, just almost just throw throw him to the floor. Would there be any reason why Clark would have dropped like that there? Because he was in a really strong attacking position. He was about to cross the ball. Um, it was a really dangerous position, and then he was floored. For me, a penalty all day long. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Also, I think there was a clip as well. There was, a, there was obviously a hold back on him, and I think there was a clip as well. You must have seen it back on the replay, though. Mm, I'm not, not sure. Obviously, we'll show you a little bit in a little <laughs> while. But yeah, basically. It's on the right hand side, obviously attacking. Obviously, he's gone in. I think it was like basically edge of the, uh, edge of the area, wasn't it? On the line, pretty much. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming back in from yeah. the the right hand side, wasn't he? And genuinely, couldn't believe the ref just didn't even give it. And if and if it wasn't a foul, then the referee should have deemed that a dive yeah, and booked course. him. He did nothing. The referee was pretty poor at the weekend. I don't think very consistent. Um, well, he was consistently bad, if that works. But they all are, aren't they? To be fair. Yeah, but I think. I think we were very unlucky not to get the penalty. I've seen them given, but you know we've yeah. we've had two in two games. Why, why mm-hmm. would we have another? You know, we didn't have all, any all season, so not surprising. Um, into the second half, Stoke did have the ball in the net near the start of the second half. It being ruled out for a foul on the keeper as he comes to claim the ball. What are your what are your opinions on this? Because when I watched it back, I kind of thought it's a foul. Like, you, I feel like he's bought the foul, but again. You, this, this football and this happens well this is it I mean I'll be honest I haven't seen the replay back I don't know but I think at the time I just thought Horvath threw himself to the ground as soon as he felt contact wherever he, he definitely was, did. was contact do you know yeah. what on the, in real time on the day they, they had a shout for a pen just before that um, which I thought oh no don't give a penalty and then the ball comes across and you see our goalkeeper get flattened or go flat but and I thought immediately I thought foul but when I watched it back, I think lucky, lucky. I mean, he, what, there was contact. He went down, but I think very lucky that the refs saw it that way. But don't refs always see it that way? I, no, they I don't, don't really think that is lucky. Do you not think? 
Tell me the amount, the amount of times we always say it. You always say it. Keepers are overprotected. Well, they are overprotected. Yeah, it's true. They normally th- normally that's always given as a foul. The barest minimum of contact on Horvath, and I think maybe Horvath just felt it and went over. He went down. So I mean, good luck to him. Thank you for doing it. You know, no, I'm not got an issue about that. But mm-hmm. um, he, he he went down like he was clattered by a train. Like I said, I haven't seen the replay back of the obviously the foul that was in, that was given. Obviously, but I felt like I say real time. I felt like it wasn't a foul. I felt like he just went down like a sack of spuds, to be fair. But but from where I'm standing in the ground, but yeah, you, physically, abuse, you so. physically see him get checked and you think he's gone back. But it's only the slightest of touches, but he he, yeah, yeah. he, he took, you know, he he made it look like he'd been flattened by... I don't get wrong, like, fair play, obviously, he's been, yeah. t- he's been like, fouled or whatever else. Obviously, depends how you deem it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone has a different opinion on that sort of, like, the contact and is it worth a foul and whatever else. But the only thing... It worries me in them situations when a goalkeeper, especially your own goalkeeper, feels contact and you go down trying to buy yourself free kick or thinking, oh, do you know what, have I contact? It's a foul. But then what happens if you go down? I think, look, like I said, I can't and, say on that situation, but I do think they need to start, what's the word? They need to start clamping down on it as soon as like, a goalkeeper feels a bit of contact. It's a contact sport at the end of the day. Um, as soon as a goalkeeper, I'm not saying from this point of view. This this is irrelevant, by the way, the Horvath incident because, like I said, I haven't seen it back. But with goalkeepers, fun. when they throw themselves to the floor and they felt contact, they need to stop that and start giving goals or whatever. That's what I do feel. But like I say, on this, I can't have no opinion until I see it back. So, but yeah, just no overall. But sorry for the rules, <clears throat> the FA. Sorry? You could be leading the, <laughs> the rules in the FA. Isn't it not the laws? The laws, sorry, mate. Yeah, the laws sorry, of the game. Sorry, I just had to throw that one in. Nakamba <laughs> um, came on for his debut alongside Onya Dinma. Um, what did you think of Nakamba making his first appearance? Got Quiet, him. but went about his business, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't really have to do much, did he, I guess? But what was it, half hour yet? Say? Um, I thought he did well. You know, if you don't if you don't notice him too much, he's doing his job properly. Well, this is it, yeah, of course. But definitely, um, I mean, if you've watched Nakamba in the past, you'll know what kind of player he is. I don't know about you, Dave. Obviously, I know you don't really watch too much Premier League. Well, not no, not much, no. But, but you must have seen him a few times, Greg. I probably have. I just he, uh, can't remember uh, off the top of my head watching him. But he's that kind of player. Know. He's not going. You're not going to see him really do much. You're going to see him break up play and you know just give his give it hundred percent. How much but, he came from Villa, right? Yeah. So how much did Villa pay for him? Ten million. 10, 12 10 million, million 12 million players. So we've got a 12 million pound player playing for Luton yeah. Town. And uh, I think we can only benefit from that. And to I be think fair, he was playing Champions League as well for, is it Bruges, I think? Is it, was it Bruges? Yeah, yeah I think it was, yeah. He's playing Champions League football for them as well. So he's got the experience at European level as well. And there's a lot of opposition fans that think, uh, how can he be playing for a team like Luton? Right. And uh, I'm glad he is because, you know, you know, when we had uh, Jewsbury Hall last season, look what he's mm-hmm. doing now. And I just feel that you know, this may be a chance for him to, to get himself noticed again and he wants to put in some good performances. Yeah, so I think it benefits both parties massively, yeah, absolutely. to be fair. Because I think he needs game time. I think he was injured quite a lot last season anyway, so hasn't played a lot of football in the last year or two. But look, if we can get a player like Nakamba, I think that makes statements for us as a club as well. To say, you know what, we have got the pulling power a little bit. 100%. Just a shout out for the, the, the main stand's uh, song about him as well. It's brilliant. I've not heard it. I've not heard it. I would say sing it, but... (laughs) No, I'm not going to sing it, but it's to the tune of tequila. Yeah. Okay, I'm not doing it. I'll tell you (laughs) afterwards, but I'll just shout out to those guys. If you're listening, absolute gem of a song about him. Brilliant. You'll have to sing it to us off off mic or something. Yeah, I will do that. Just because I still have no idea how tequila goes. 
Would I know how that goes? Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah. Who's it by? Just get on with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, um, it's a very catchy one. You'll definitely know the tune. We'll sing it after. Don't embarrass ourselves <laughs> on here. Um, yeah, so like producer, and um, we touched on earlier, producer Jacob says, Luton have won at home against Stoke in 23 years until Saturday. 2-1 win in February 2000 was the last time we beat them at home. Yeah. 12 clean sheets this season for Hawthorne and Luton. It's the third best in the league. Wow. Which you know, is brilliant. And we're now 10 points beyond Sheffield United. Um, and we got to play them. Can so we I, dream? Can so we dream? I told you we were going to catch them, didn't I? That's <laughs> no. a joke. I think um, we just got to consolidate. We've got some really tough fixtures coming up. Um, when do we play Sheffield United? That must be... It's fairly it's soon. I it's think fairly it's about, soon. Yeah, about four or five games. But it's not just yeah. them, is it? You know, if we can get a result against Burnley, if, you know, it's the, all the ifs, isn't it? And if, you know... yeah. Couple of de- a couple of defeats and you, you drop out of the top six quite yeah. easily. But say we don't have a couple of defeats and say we win... Oh, here we go. Like three out of the next five, four out of the next five. Oh, and then we go to Sheffield United because they've had a bit of a poor run and we're like three points behind them. It's and then we go there. time, you, mate, for them anyway. I'm telling you, it's Can you just wake up, man? I'm dreaming a little bit Luke, too much. just wake no, up. You're not, no, you're being realistic. Like Dave, when he said, oh, we can't win the FA Cup or whoever said it, it might mean, it might mean you're both. Well, me, I said we're going to win the whole Dave, thing because yeah, we got Dave, a stag do that yeah. weekend, which we're going to have to cancel if we get there. So, <laughs> Like you were saying the other week, Dave, you can't win the FA Cup, but we can, and we can also get promoted at the same time. Um, didn't I say that also? Go on. I said also that... If we beat Grimsby, I'm going to start to dream of the quarterfinals and semifinals quite easily. Um, oh yes, oh. and you know what? It, we could have our we could have the curse of Luton if we do beat Grimsby uh, on Nathan, couldn't we? Well, this time tomorrow we'll be seeing if that game is going to be possible. I think that'd be unreal, especially mm-hmm. you know after what's happened in the last weekend with with Nathan Jones and all the rumours that flying around. It would be nice to play. I mean, to, to be, nice be to fair play. to him, you know, Southampton were rubbish before he got there. They were rubbish. Um, I do feel a little bit for Nathan Jones mm-hmm. after the weekend. I'm not going to lie. I really do feel. Yeah, he's getting a lot of crap and he's getting a lot of crap from supporters who realise their team isn't up to it. And so they, they look for someone to blame. And we always blame the manager and the board. Uh, well, not me, but, you know, they do. Fans, Fans do, yeah. And, and I think they've been a little bit harsh on him. But if you look at his Premier, Premier League form, is not great. His cup form, got, you know, had a great result against Man City. They, could have, they should have built on that. Anyway, gents, we're not here to talk about Nathan Jones. We're here to talk about Luton. He's that in is the past true. now. That is true. He's in the past, but you're still allowed to talk about He's him. in the past. doesn't matter. Yeah. We, no, we're still no, no. paying interest. That's what I see a lot of people on Twitter saying at the moment. Why, why are we talking about him? No, it's fine. You can talk about him. It's fine. Um, I'd rather not. Can we get on with this, please? Pelly, Ruddock and Panzu. Are we seeing the best version of Pelly at the moment, producer Jacob says today? And he also says, is he finally a Luton legend? <laughs> Come on, Bataro, it's your choice. Well, I, look, I'm going to answer question two and say I've called him a Luton legend for years now. So for me, yes. Um, I feel like this is, and this could be a whole new subject, but like what makes a legend? And I know, Dave, you've got legends from your era of watching yeah. Luton, and fans listening to this will have similar. And you'll probably look at Pelly Ruddock compared to someone like Ricky Hill and go, well, no, Pelly's never a legend. But for someone like me who. And Jupiter, we grew up in two thousand and four to five years, like our main years. What, we only as grew a up kid, in those, that year, huh? We only grew up in that one year. No, but, oh, no, but you on. know what I mean. <laughs> as a kid, like growing up, like you look at like Steve Howard and Kevin Nichols, yeah, like no, would you say they're legends? Uh, and then it's like you kind of go really. through the conference days, but then you think like Pelly Ruddock's been at Luton for like nearly like the same amount of time I've been supporting them. Yeah, no, of course. You know, like. 
And well, he's of course, it's up for debate, isn't it? I mean, it's it's one I of those things where no, he's I played three hundred and fifty-two appearances now, is it, or three hundred fifty-one, whatever it is? But I don't think you can dismiss that player. He, he's shown some loyalty, hasn't he? And, and he's come he's come a long way with us. He did try and leave though, for Middlesbrough a few couple of years back. Just to, just yeah, but he's, sh- there, but he's so. still shown some loyalty. You know, you don't get players sticking in your club for that long anymore. When you talk about Ricky Hill and you talk about him, uh, he was at the club forever. In them days, people did stay a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you know, if he'd have left, he might have, he might have been a regular England international, things like that. Mick Harford is a legend. Mm, you can't definitely. get away from that. Can I say the same about Pelly? Yeah, he's stayed around for so long. He's contributed so much. If you don't like the player, there's something wrong with you. Like you say, it's, it's one of those things. It's like a fairy tale, isn't it? It's almost like a, a beautiful romantic novel. As such, and what with would Pelly with Luton? It, it, it almost is. It's like, so imagine, oh. imagine that novel was five hundred pages, <laughs> and we're on page four hundred. What happens in the next hundred pages? He gets it. promoted to the Premier League of Luton Town. <laughs> well, if he does that, scores in the Premier League and scores in an FA Cup semi-finals, gets to a final, and then oh. and then in the next book he wins then, the Premier League and the Champions League, and then yeah, and then the follow-up book. <laughs> you always get a third book as well. He um, then becomes. No part of the board. Manager. Manager. Invest a billion pounds and we'll become the best club in the world. Can we come back to a little bit of reality here? <laughs> just that. Pelly, if he goes to the Premier League with us, he'd have gone from non-league to Premier League with one team. Yeah, I don't and think that'll be ever yeah, done again. That's that would be amazing. And that's yeah, what I really want to see. He's scored some great goals. He's had some great contributions. He's a great player. Um, yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend for this era. That's what it is. It, like you said, everybody has their own legends. If you go back older than me, they'll find theirs. Um, I think my point earlier was, was when we look back at 2004 to 5, them names stick out always. Mm-hmm. Steve Howard, Kevin Nichols, are probably the two that always stick out to me. And I kind of feel like if you, as a Luton fan, when you look back at these eras, the eras of League 1, League 2 promotions, yeah. conference promotion, you'll think... Pelly Rodak and You'll just remember the oh, name. Of course. He'll, he'll be remembered for forevermore, but well, for however many years to come. Like, let's face it, because, I mean, obviously, my little boy growing up, when he's old, I'll be, I'll be telling him about, oh, there was his player, you know, when, when he goes, oh, Dad, you know, a player for Man United or Man City, oh, he's going, he's going again for like 500 million. This will be in 10 years' time, about 600 million normal transfer. And I'll go, do you know what? I remember when Pelly Rodak, and he goes, who? I will know. I'll have to tell him. I'll have to tell him about him. You'll show him all the. So you admit that he's a legend. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what goes down as a legend. I mean, the only thing is, right, with legend status, I just think you have to be uh, not saying more consistent. That's a bit harsh because I think he's done a great job for Luton, but he has to go to that next level now with Luton. How can he go to? No, no, because this is what this is what I'd be telling him if I was his manager. Going, do you know what? He needs to go to that next level now and push him on a little bit more. Yeah, but look where he's come from. Look look when he joined us, look what he is now. And he's still here and he's still scoring and he's still being strong in midfield and he's a great player. And, and, and Oh, he is. He's brilliant. He's brilliant around the club. On his he day, is fantastic on his as day, a human being as well yeah. in and around that club. So on his day you can't better him. What you mean for like quality standard you mean? Yeah, when he, when he's when he's really on it, he's brilliant. I feel like under Rob Edwards as well, I feel like he's become a much better player as well. If that sounds a bit harsh on previous management or... No, I, I think... I think it's just freedom. I think he's got more freedom in and around the midfield now. And I think he's showing it off a little bit more. I think Rob... He has his moments where he gives the ball... Like the other day, he did give the ball a few times. It was a bit frustrating, but... But he won he the ball in places yeah, and, he, and, he, and he finds it back... And he scored a great goal. But that's not only what he does, is it? He's done that no. before. 
Uh, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good guy. And he always makes you laugh on the video. So when you, you watch <laughs> the videos, complain. especially when it gets Cardiff, the old rubbing his <laughs> eyes <just> crying. <laughs> Um, we asked you the same then are we finally seeing the best version of Pelly and is he finally a Luton legend Dan says he's been a legend for a while now and it's hard weather to say this is peak Pelly his best season in my opinion was the league one win in 18-19 where we control possession so if the trend of having more of the ball under Rob Edwards continues then you'd hope he'll bring the best out of Pelly too um, Craig said I already, already had him down as a legend in the modern game to stay of a club for nine years and go from non-league to championship playoffs is incredible and he's been a huge part of it on and off the pitch. If he'd done that in the 70s, 80s, he'd be looked back on as a legend. Well, I, I hadn't read that, but that's exactly what I just said. You know, everyone has their own um, era where they pick their legends and people do not stay at clubs for that long anymore because agents get messing about with you and they... They go, I'll get you more money here or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't blame a footballer for moving for money. I can't blame them for that. But back in the day when I started watching, people stayed at the club for a lot longer. And Belly's up there for definitely. 70s and 80s, he would have been, you'd have been labelling him, looking back and going, yeah, he was an absolute legend. Clive says 351 games in four <coughs> different leagues under five different managers. The bloke is a Luton Town legend. And I guess that's a good point as well. Five different yeah, managers. Yeah. And he's yeah. still some, well, he always ends up in the he's team. Doing doesn't he? so right, he, clearly. He's doing yeah, something right. right. Uh, Gary says over the last three or four seasons I've been one of those bashing Pelly since Edward's arrival he seems to have more freedom on the pitch and his performance level has rocketed in my opinion he's a legend just for his service to the club see I feel that's a fair comment really that is a very fair comment what he said there right, so I mean I've, I've been known to not bash him as such but I wouldn't say I'd bash him I'd, I'd say like I'd, I'd call out certain opinions or, or arguments for why he is and obviously when say, oh, people say oh he's one of the best players we've ever had I wouldn't say that like, I'm not being rude but I think we've had technically better players, a lot better players than him. But his commitment, like you say, to the cause, I feel like now he's improving. He's improving every year, like admittedly. I but think. I think also the new manager is bringing a, is yeah, bringing yeah, a lot out of him, and but not just him, the whole team at the moment. Yes, yeah, this right. is it, and obviously maybe this suits him a little bit more. If the whole team are playing well, it makes you easier to play. But well, I feel yourself. like Pelly recently this season, last it, wherever, I feel like he's becoming a bit more consistent. I feel like his passing's improved. I feel like everything about him, I don't know, how old's the guy now? 28? 28? 28, 29? Would be my guess. Probably about our age, isn't it, I guess. But the guy has improved every single year. And it's always one of those ones, like what you say about Cornick, can you jump up the divisions and can you be as good? Or can you still do what you do? And, and the answer's been, yeah, all right, he's had shaky like moments and whatever else, like everyone has. But the guy has jumped up and he has, like I say, committed to everything. And now, fair play to him. Quality. Um, loads of other people just sharing the same opinion. Chris pretty much says the same thing. He's been a legend for ages, in my opinion. Not only for his football, but his service on and off the pitch. His energy off the pitch as well. Um, and just says he's been quality for so long. Never really understood the Pelly bashing you sometimes hear at the ground and see online. Um, but, you know, it, for him to be here for such a long time, like we've said many times, it's... Yeah, just a brilliant achievement. I just hope there's more to come. Everybody can hide behind your your online persona, mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're whatever you say about him uh, online. If it, well, I, you know, you can't justify it. You can't really. To be fair, I always think you can't really. Like, the whole bashing thing. The whole bashing thing consists of like, oh, you know, like you know, when people sit there and they like say on Twitter and they go, oh, he's rubbish. This guy's crap. Uses blah blah blah. If that's your play. You shouldn't be saying that stuff anyway. That's a disgrace. To be fair. I mean, even people go, oh, yeah, but Batari, you, you've said a few things about it, but I've never once, like, slated him disrespectfully. I've gone, yeah, he gives the ball away. He does. You know, he's, he's frustrated. My thing always, and I think you'll agree with this, is I didn't dislike him 
it was nothing like that. Like I say, he's great, a great personality, great everything, but he's a frustrating player because you do expect more from him sometimes because you know he can do it. That's, that's the thing that I used to get frustrated about. It wasn't a bashing. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Pelly's crap, he's useless, he's this. It was nothing like that. It was just the whole, he can do better. And I feel like his level, his consistency level has improved. Just to clarify though. Go on. Is he? In your I'm opinion, not, I'm not answering this. Question. He's already said yes. <laughs> oh, okay. He's already just, said just, yes. We're taking that as a yes. Um, I won't listen. <laughs> so before we move on, I wanted to touch on Rob Edwards' post-match comments the other day because when I got back from work and I, I sat down, I put on the interview and I was like, "Just hear what we have to say." I don't know, just what he said about us not being the underdogs anymore. Just I don't know. It really just made me like feel. We're onto something here as a, as a club, aren't we? We're uh-uh. we're moving in the right direction, and it's well, it's something that we always say, like teams like Luton and our budget and all this. But it's like Rob Edwards said, we do have very talented players on our team. Why would we be considered underdogs for but, games now? Surely we are past that stage. Well, we are in our own minds, and I'm I'm pleased he says that because you feel that our team can go anywhere and get a result, but in those in inverted commas, bigger clubs' eyes, where it's just small fry, in a, in a, in a, you know, and they all look at us at teams like, there's there's not one of the top six would look down and go, oh yeah, you know, they're not underdogs. If they were playing us, they'd think they could beat us easily. And I think that's what it is. The respect isn't there from the fans. I'm not saying the management of other teams feel the same. But um, yeah, it's nice to, to, to have your manager say, we're yeah, not in that it. position anymore. I love those comments, to be fair. I absolutely yeah. love them. I mean, because when Nathan was, obviously was it Nathan Jones was here, he almost was like stating every single game in every single interview, oh, we've got the smallest budget, we're this, we're that. Like, don't get it wrong, we, we always say the same thing. Yeah, it's nothing. that's not a dig, by the way. Anything and it's like said. Graham Jones when he was here as well. Like, it, you kind of feel from the comments these managers are making in post-match that it's kind of like, sets the tone and the mood around the club because Rob Edwards could yeah. come out and go oh you know we've got such a low budget we struggled to, but he's out and he's like you know what my players are brilliant mm-hmm. we believe in ourselves we're, we're no longer underdogs whereas two years three years ago it was kind of like you got to remember we're underdogs in this league yeah, and course. it's kind of like completely flipped well we were this though. is where the comes from though isn't it I would say that we were because we jumped two leagues real quick mm-hmm. and people weren't expecting that and then we had that tough season where we just clung on uh, to life in this division, I feel like us as, as fans as well. I feel like the whole fan base as a whole, like we were all very similar as well. We obviously we bought into it because it was true. The whole thing of oh, when, when we say say, I always you say it to people like, yeah, but you got to realise, you know, we, we shouldn't be competing that at that stand and blah 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 and whatever else. And we we fought it for so long. So now Robert Edwards has come in, and he's now saying, no, we can compete at that level. We might be, you know, this team, even though he's not stating that we might have, not have the budget and whatever else, he's now stating that we can compete with anyone yeah. at this level, which is... And it, the players must be sitting there going, wow, the gaffer's got massive belief in us. Yeah. Are we really that good? Maybe we are that good. They probably go and look at themselves and go, I don't yeah, know, Clark might go and go, I don't... I think we... better than what I thought it was. No, we have a super strong squad at the moment. We have some really talented players. You've got you've got a couple of low knees that have been brilliant. I can only see a bright future for Luton. If it's not this season or the season after eventually we'll get to that position where we do go up and it will happen. And hopefully, you know, we're all here to see it. I know we probably spoke about this this time last year because this time last year we were probably in a similar position pushing for playoffs. And it's funny, isn't it? Just a year later that we have improved the squad. We're still going strong. 
Uh-huh. Is this the best Luton squad we've seen since 20, 20 odd years? In 20 years? Well, to be fair, I mean, Dave, you might have a very different opinion, obviously. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because you obviously, obviously, you know, us growing up, we were obviously a lot younger, obviously. All right, so Charles for you, who's what, 27, 28? Is yeah, this the I'm best Luton squad yeah. you've ever seen? I'd say so, yeah. I think I've got to say, yeah. I mean, to compete at the championship level. I mean, we've never been higher, obviously, than the championship, really. Obviously, old first division, I get that, and whatever else. But since the Premier League's been about, we've never been in the Premier League, only been around and down the leagues. But I think it's got to be. I mean, like you say, the team full of, like, you know, Steve Howard, Jerome Vines, all them kind of. I think this team, and I, mean, I don't like to compare the two. It's hard to compare well, the two as well, because it's such like a different foo- yeah, era of football. It's- this is it, but I feel like football. The way football has evolved and how tactical it is now and whatever else, I feel like we are more suited to compete against bigger teams than we would have been back then. That's how I feel. Um, I think it's the strongest squad we've had for a long, long time. I think the team... How many years though, Dave? 20 years? Lo- <laughs> well, you know, maybe. Maybe 20 years. Maybe, maybe more than that. Because um, in the 80s, we had a really great team. And, you know, and I, I hark back on to... You know, the semi-finals we went to and the cup final we went to, mm. two in a row. Um, and, you know, all that time in the in the top division. You always have to drop that in there, already. the cup finals <laughs> that I went to. Oh, yeah. No, this, but... Yeah, no. We had such great time back So, in. All right, David, I mean, we've had a great time, but in the Bataro, conference as well. Bataro, no, no, no. <laughs> what I'm trying I'm really to say, what man. I'm trying to say is that team for me in the 80s uh, was an absolute amazing team. Mm-hmm. And they were full of players that were... Brilliant, and I think the squad now um, is full of brilliant players. So, yeah, it's the best team we've had for a long, long time. The best squad we've had for a long time. And like you say, quality-wise as well, yeah. it's, it's amazing. I mean, there's players I mentioned the other day, like Alfie Doughty and people like that. Like this guy, this kid, this guy, not a kid, this guy. He was, you know, like one of the young, hottest prospects in like English football league coming up from Charlton and whatever else. That's right. the point, though. If and you look at players individually, and you can go Doughty, you can go Clark, you can mm-hmm. go Campbell, you can go Pelly, you can go your new guy, um, and Marvellous as well. You know, mm-hmm. all of those players, you're going, oh, actually, you know, every single player, there's not a bad one in them. If you go back to the 80s, it's the same. It's just like the recruitment every year, I feel it's getting stronger. Yeah. And, and, that's how it, and It's an exciting it time to yeah, be watching Luke at the moment. What's the furthest we can go in like, can we get Premier League? Of course we can. I think we can, yeah. Of course, we all believe it. <laughs> there, there'll be a time he's where... Smirking. He's smirking. I don't know no. what he's smiling about. Well, I was going to say, if we get <laughs> to the Premier League, what would our transfer strategy be? Because I, I say this because you look at Nottingham Forest, they've gone up, they've signed 30-odd players, they've already like put two of their players, like unregistered them, yeah, Lewis O'Brien know, and Steve Cook, and you think... So Obviously, we're gonna if we got shooting. We're not gonna. <laughs> no, everybody thinks <laughs> we're not gonna sign now, thirty your players. But I could see us going up and just signing so many young players that we can just develop if we were to go back down. Well, this I think it comes to the academy. Sorry, you know, I was going to say that the popular opinion is if we ever manage to go up right now, everyone goes, "You're coming straight back down." But you can't say that because no. you could you could say that about. Bournemouth when they went up you could have said that about Brighton when they went up you could say the same about Brentford when they went up and they found a way to stay up mm-hmm. um, you can't say yeah. that about the Scummers at the moment so that's great but you know the chances are we'd struggle but the, the board and, and the club would know what they needed to do to, to try and compete they, they wouldn't we wouldn't be wiped out that's no. how I would look I reckon at. we'd be on te- I think a lot of our games at home would be on telly if we were up to the Prem which 
just oh, rain the money in. Well, yeah, to be fair. But, well, apart from what we've got to go to the pub at a stupid time. No, but in the, the money. Evening, like, oh, but the money. The money from one promotion would be enough to secure Power Court. It would be enough to to really push on. And if we can get to the new ground, then I, again, I have to say, I say a couple of weeks ago, Brentford moved. Look what they're doing now. You know, Brighton moved. Look, Brighton used to play in a crappy little stadium. Yeah, to before be fair. That's you know when. Way they, yeah, look what they've done. So why can't teams like Luton do it? And not just Luton, teams like Luton. Yeah, I love it. Why I can't we? wait to see what happens. It's exciting having a run into the end of the season where you're in playoff contention, isn't it? It's I don't know. Well, I, I, much I feel like it always is with Luton. It's never boring, is it? We're either doing oh, no. something, fighting relegation. We're never just twelfth and happy. There's fight always something in there. Not for a long well, time, my friend. Not I, for I, a yeah. long, long time. I'd rather be at top end of the table than the bottom. Oh, yeah. that's great, isn't it? Fourth. Yeah. Oh, mate, we're fourth in the. You know, was it the seventh best? Hey, if you win your game whatever. in hand, we're third. Oh, stop it. Oh, as long as we avoid talk. Watford in the playoffs, I'll be happy. Oh, mate, we'll beat them anyway. They're no, no, no you can't, I, can't, I can't put myself through that again. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I'm right, mate, I'm just, 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 they're not even going to finish in the playoffs. If we get them in the semi-finals of the playoffs, it will be the worst thing. I actually know. think I'll be sick. Yeah, just the thought of it will make me I will be the biggest nervous wreck you'll ever seen in your life the bragging rights if we, the bragging rights if we win would be brilliant but if we didn't win it would be well I don't even want to go there let's Horrible. change the subject <laughs> yeah, well the subject is we're really. um, running out of time um, Grimsby tonight as you're listening to this in the FA Cup replay um, you two must be absolutely buzzing are you going oh mate I'm gutted I, well last year last week I was playing I'm trying to go um, yeah, yeah I've been told well not I've been told my friend who's trying to arrange it and get time off work he's now told me he can't go so yeah <laughs> it's great fun and we can't even watch because I don't think it's on TV is it no I don't think so you have to listen um, to uh, <sighs> listen to yeah. commentary it'll be fun oh yeah but hopefully we get the result which well, sets up nicely to Southampton away and yeah good times isn't it it's good times happy days yeah Southampton away would be a trip wouldn't it but you know let's not take anything for granted I genuinely feel We'll, we can beat Grimsby. I genuinely feel the, the underdog situation in the FA Cup, normally I think you get one hit at it yeah. and then, then your team gets Hope wise. Right. Your team gets wise. We're not going to go out there and perform badly and I think we can get a win. Got to make changes though, need tomorrow night. He already said. Yeah, you're going to have to. Gonna make changes, but we've, it, so. we've just said we've got a cracking squad. Yeah, no, of course. So let's get the squad up there, let them do their job. And obviously, I know Rob Edwards, he likes to take things seriously anyway. So he's not going to make too many changes, let's face it. He's not going to go, oh, you know, Musquay and that Taylor up top. It's not going to be nothing like that, nothing drastic. But it's still going to be a, a, a team that you look at and go, this team yeah, can still compete in the championship, you know what I mean? So 100%. Um, we'll get there. Next week, me and Dave are heading off for a stag do in Dublin. But yeah. hopefully watch the live, live view stream of the Coventry game. So, yeah. Next Monday, if we're not too hungover, we'll be here for a potty. So we'll see. But uh, does that mean you need you don't need a uh, VPN? Yeah, we're in yeah. Ireland, mate. You can have. We'll be fine. Yeah. So you're in the count as a foreign country, is it? Not that we use a VPN. Just have <laughs> saying that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I wasn't suggesting that, David. So I was just saying. <laughs> Right. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for watching. Uh, get us on socials, Owen the Town, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>